You're listening to the Soul Strategies podcast hosted by the team here at Soul Strategies. We hope you like the latest episode and thanks for tuning in. Hi, everybody. Really long time no speak. I am super excited to be back with you guys today after a long time. We have just been, I mean, incredibly busy. Um, and I'm going to actually be updating you on some of the things that we're working on today. Um, and a lot, even beyond that, I mean, just a lot has been happening in general. Um, a lot's been happening within the Democratic Party. A lot has been happening in Congress. A lot's been happening in Senate. We have the stimulus bill that was just passed. I mean, really, we have, yeah, we've we've just been, you know, a lot of stuff has been happening. This is the season. Um, and so I really wanted to talk with you guys about that and talk with you guys about some of the stuff we're doing and you know, how that might or might not relate to some stuff that you're thinking about, um, particularly with, with running for office. So um, I just wanted to start this by being very upfront with you guys. Um, you know, Soul Strategies, you know, before Soul Strategies started, I ran a field business for a very long time um, and did big field programs uh, really all over the country, but mostly in New York City. Um, and Soul Strategies opened in September. Um, and Soul Strategies is where, you know, I decided to expand with working class, specifically working class candidates that take no corporate money. So now we're offering fundraising, we're offering uh, press, we have an endorsements department, uh, we have a social media and digital department. I mean, really, we have expanded, we even do direct mail now, we do fields, I mean, anything that you could possibly need for a progressive grassroots campaign, we're able to do in house. And we're really, really lucky to be able to do that. Um, and so we have gone from just me, myself, used to see me come on live all the time, um, back in September, just me, myself and I, um, and we've now expanded to a staff of almost 17 people, uh, and a lot of whom are working full time. Um, we are also working on building out our data department right now, which is going to be launching pretty soon next month, which we are really excited about. Um, and you know, just feeling really good about the fact that, not only do we have all of these incredible employees, but we also are able to pay everybody a living wage, um, which I think is really great in a pandemic that not only have we been able to help no corporate money working class candidates, but now we're able to also provide jobs for people, which is really exciting. So um, just some stuff. And by the way, excuse my setup. <laughs> um, I actually, I just moved. And so I'm still getting things all situated here. But I just wanted to start by, you know, really, truly giving a shout out to my amazing staff. And we really, really have an incredible staff. Um, so starting with our fundraising department, um, our fundraising department, Alexis and Michael have just been absolutely incredible. I mean, you know, young folks that really are just in this because they want to change things and they want, they really, really want uh, no corporate money candidates to be able to raise money ethically. And they are doing that really, really well. Um, really special shout out to Amani, who you guys have seen on here many, many times. Um, and we'll be coming back shortly um, to keep doing this, but she has moved up into our operations director position uh, and is my right-hand woman and is just incredible, uh, really helping just get stuff set up day to day and what that looks like, helping our candidates get through uh, to all different 
parts of their race, wherever they need to be at, you know, she's, she's really been helping them to get set up um, and get them into the right program for them and, and where their campaign is at. Um, and, you know, not to mention the incredible field team that we have. Um, Lori and Daniel and Jared um, and, so you know, incredible captains that we have that are chasing around hundreds of canvassers. I mean, I really don't even know how they do it. It's just it's just really incredible. Um, so that leads me to the first thing um, that I wanted to talk about, and that is that Right now, we're in the middle of March Madness in New York. Um, for those of you guys who are unaware of what is happening right now in New York, for the first time, I, I think ever, I mean, at least in like the last recent decades, um, almost every seat in New York is open. So that means that we have every city council seat, which by the way, there's over 50 districts, um, the mayoral seat, which is a huge race. There's about 50 people in that race and uh, all the borough presidents as well. So here at Seoul, and this is just so exciting to say that we are, when all is said and done, we're gonna be responsible for getting about 15 candidates on the ballot. Um, these are working class, no corporate money candidates. 15 of them, because of our team, are going to be on the ballot this year. And that, um, I, I mean, is just, it, it's, just so, it's just so amazing. I mean, that, that we've been able to be part of that and, and been able to make that happen for them. And at an affordable rate, because the problem with a lot of these companies that are out there, uh, you know, they're charging too much for a lot of our no corporate money candidates when they're up against big money. You know, it's really, really hard to get on the ballot when some of these places are charging eight, ten, twelve dollars even a signature. Um, we don't charge nearly that. And because of that, we've been able to get people on the ballot, which is just is so great. And we're doing it with hundreds of canvassers right now throughout the city, including right now as we speak. Um, we have hundreds of canvassers out in Brooklyn today, in Queens, in Manhattan. They're out there knocking doors. They're out there flyering. They're out there getting those signatures. So um, not just shout out to the captains, but shout out to all of our canvassers, too, um, who are out there out there doing that. Um, so, and you know, that's not even all of our staff that I want to thank. I mean, there's, you know, Simi and Andrew who are in a press and endorsements department that are just, you know, absolutely incredible, doing a great job, pulling in big press for some of our candidates that we're working with right now. Um, you know, Leo, who is working very hard on our new program called Cam Prep. And for those of you guys who are just thinking about running for office, but you're really not sure what your platform should be or how that should look. Cam prep is the place for you to be at. That is your first step, first shop that you need to go to uh, to be able to get ready for your race. And uh, Leonardo Coelho, who was actually previously a client of ours, uh, is now heading that program in a really exciting way. So, and that again, that is just the tip of the iceberg of our staff. Um, you know, our outreach team, Julie and Nerlin. Um, and Christine and, and just so many other people that are working behind the scenes to make this happen. So I just wanted to start by saying thank you to all, all of my staff because truly when I say I have the hardest working staff, <laughs> I, I really, I really do think I do. I mean, you know, I'm able to text my guys, you know, 3am sometimes and I'm getting responses back that they're up, they're thinking about the next thing they need to do. And, you know, of course we don't want I, I, you know, we never want our staff to have to work that hard, but we are, you know, we're in the middle of election season right now. And, um, you know, they, they are doing this because they, they really truly love this work and that that's an inspiring and great place to be. So really just happy. Um, so happy with, with all the work that they're doing and the fact that, you know, they are just such a critical part of 
getting our candidates on the ballot this year and making that happen. So I just wanted to start with saying thank you to all of them for that. Um, and you know, that really brings me to, you know, one of the things that, that we talk about a lot at Seoul internally, and that I want to share with you guys in an external space is, um, the importance of a living wage. This is something that is, is core to our values. Remember, we only work with no corporate money candidates because we truly believe that we need to change this country. And the only way to do that is to get more no corporate money candidates elected to office. And one of the reasons we want to do that is because we want to change laws. And one of the laws we want to change is minimum wage. Uh, minimum wage has been a huge problem. In fact, I want to shout out AOC as well for bringing this up. I think she was live last night. Maybe it was two nights ago um, that she had brought this up. And, you know, a living wage, what what does a living wage mean is, is a really big question that we have talked about a lot internally at Seoul and that we want to bring into an external conversation as well. Um, and I want to start by, you know, the fact that what AOC had mentioned, if, for those of you guys who did watch her live, if you didn't go back and watch the replay, I think it's really worth um, seeing what she had to say say about um, the stimulus package that just uh, got signed. But, you know, when we talk about the fight for 15, um, which, <laughs> I mean, has literally, you know, as she said, has been around for over 10 years. Um, I can tell you that that's true because back in 2011, and this is going to reveal my age a little bit, but that's okay. Um, when I was in college in 2011, I was a sophomore in college and I went to school in Staten Island. So right across, you know, across the ferry. And back then we, we were talking about fight for 15 during the Occupy Wall Street movement um, about how $15 is a living wage. 10 years ago, we were talking about this. 10 years ago, we were talking about the $15 an hour was a living wage. And in fact, I remember very, very specifically this conversation also happening on my college campus at the same time, because back then our college tutors, I was one of them, um, we were only making about $11, which, you know, again, in New York City back then was just not a lot. So, you know, when I moved to New York, I moved to New York in 2009. So it was right after the collapse, the financial collapse. And there were a lot of um, really real examples of that, that I saw folks that, you know, had real impact from that. I had friends whose parents lost homes um, that they'd been in for 30 years that I went to college with. Uh, I had friends that lost their jobs. I had, you know, I mean, it was, it was really, it was really endless and it really was a very scary time. Um, it was a scary time to be in college because, you know, a lot of folks didn't know if a college degree would matter after they graduate, if it, would they get a job? Um, you know, back then, particularly there was no sort of shame around internships not paying, um, and that was a really big problem, particularly for college students, uh, many of which needed internships to graduate. And so were forced to give free labor, which was also a really big problem, um, which was lightly addressed in the in the fight for 15 campaigns. But, you know, back then, again, you know, things were very different. I mean, when I moved to New York back in 2009, um, and I've mentioned this many times, my apartment, I don't remember the exact price, but it was under $700 a month. To live in Washington Heights. I lived on the corner of 162nd um, and between Broadway and 8th Avenue. And that area now is that same apartment that I lived in 2009 to 2011. That apartment is now over $3,000 a month, that exact same apartment. 
So it went from $700 to $3,000 a month. Um, and that's not to say that every apartment jumped that high. I mean, I, I will say that, you know, many, many places in New York, uh, well, every place rent jumped up, but particularly in Washington Heights, Morningside, and some of those other surrounding areas really did get hit with gent gentrification. Um, and because of that, the prices, I mean, were just astronomically high. But either way, the point still stands that back then, with the $700 a month apartment, and, you know, food costs being exponentially lower than it is now, and even health costs being exponentially lower than it is now, it was still extremely needed for a $15 an hour minimum wage 10 years ago. So now, I mean, we're looking at, you know, you can't find any apartment, particularly in cities for under, you know, $1,500, $2,000 in most places. Um, you know, the fact that we're still having this conversation 10 years later is a huge issue. Um, and something that just it really honestly frustrates me. And, you know, AOC had mentioned yesterday or the day before in her live about, you know, we really should be thanking Bernie because Bernie had decided that he was going, that they were going to call a vote. Um, and expose essentially the Democrats that were voting against the $15 an hour minimum wage, uh, which was presented in the stimulus package. So folks like, you know, and we need to shout them out for who they are. Kristen Sinema, like shame on you. Angus King, shame on you. I mean, these folks that are voting against a $15 an hour minimum wage, and I don't care what state you're in, it doesn't matter. We're in 2021. We're in the middle of a global pandemic. We still don't have vaccinations yet for folks. Many folks have lost their jobs. And we have folks that are not, that are claiming to be Democrats that are voting against a $15 hour minimum wage, which by the way, as I've said, is no longer a minimum wage. In fact, it needs to be 20 or $25 an hour. Nobody at Seoul makes under $20 an hour. We don't believe that. Um, and by the way, we are going to be raising that with inflation every year. So, you know, the fact that we, again, that we're still having this conversation when I had this conversation in 2011, 10 years ago, when I was in college out there fighting for 15 is incredibly frustrating. And you know, the way that we see it and the internal dialogue that we're having here at Seoul around this is that we as citizens are, we, you know, we can't be the entire blame for the situation that, of what's going on. We need to obviously be blaming folks like Kristen Sinema um, and Angus King for their horrifying decisions. But what we do need to take responsibility for is that we're not presenting challenges. We're not organizing around, we're not organizing around these issues hard enough. Um, and so what our internal goal is here, and we're going to be teaming up with other organizations to help make this happen, is that we really need to get these folks out of office. I mean, you know, it, I don't know what else you need to prove that people like Chris and Cinema don't deserve their seat. Um, you know, it's, it just, it really breaks my heart, especially after seeing all the incredible organizing that happened in Arizona for this past presidential election. It almost, it, and, and not to say that that went to waste because it didn't, but just to see their, the, their senator, one of their senators do that, 
it was directly against the will of the people. Um, the will of the people in Arizona, and I, obviously I'm, I'm not from Arizona, um, I don't live in Arizona, but the, the will of the people has spoken that they are a blue state, they believe in working class values, and working class values means that the working class should have a living wage. And Kristen Sinema chose to vote against that, and many others too, she's not the only one. Um, you know, there are a lot of states that need organizing. Joe Manchin, is I, I I don't know how he still has that seat. I I, I just I it, it pains me. It deeply pains me when I see a place like West Virginia, one of the most the hardest working class. I've been to West Virginia. I've knocked doors in West Virginia. The, some of the hardest people that you'll ever meet are out in West Virginia, and real true hard working class people, union people. And for them to have somebody like Joe Manchin in that position, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to me. Hey, you're listening to the Soul Strategies Podcast. Take a moment to listen to some of our esteemed champions and their takeaways from the program. It's, it was very important for me to manage uh, time. And the program, again, helped with the discipline of time and helping with the management of time so that um so that you can actually structure yourself to do that what you desire uh uh for your races for more information head over to soulstrategies.com now so all in this to say is that we really need to be looking at getting these people out of these seats immediately and so we need to be organizing to make that happen. So if you have been thinking about running for office, even if it's just been like a peripheral thing that you've thought about once or twice, you should be calling us and setting up a conversation because this is the time. There is no time like right now to be doing this. Um, the other thing that um, folks should be looking out for um, that AOC had also mentioned in her live was the, the fight to get college debt eliminated. Um, there are nuggets, as she said, in this current bill that was uh, this current uh, stimulus package that was just passed, um, where it has become evidently clear that we should be organizing around canceling student loan debt because we're getting closer and closer by the day for that. So um, if you know of an organization um, that is organizing to cancel student debt, um, please donate to them and please message us the organization you are donating to. And we will also donate to them as well as soul strategies. So, um, soul strategies is going, going to be donating money this quarter to give back. Um, and some of the things that we are going to be donating to are organizers that are fighting to cancel student loan debt organizers that are still fighting for 15. And we will also be, um, contributing to some, uh, campaigns that we think um, could flip these seats around the country. So please, if you are um, working for a campaign, if you are inspired by a campaign right now um, that you think deserves some money, um, please, again, uh, send us a message and we will look into it and, and make a donation to them. So that's just sort of a sidebar here. So again, you know, I think that we're in a really pivotal time right now. You know, it's it's very clear that you know, we're definitely making progress, um, but we really, really, really need to be focused on 
finding more people to run in these seats. The people that are running right now, guys, are just are so amazing. And over the next couple of weeks, we're going to start dropping uh, donation links of these people, places that you can, um, you know, check them out. If you live in their state, perhaps you could go volunteer some of your time. Um, it's just, it's so important. Uh, right now is really, truly the time to make this happen. So, yeah, so anybody... Um, you know, again, I've really just come on here to talk with you guys about the pivotal moment that we're in right now and how important this moment is and how important it is that if you are thinking about running for you to actually make the move to reach out and give us a call um, because there, there's so much that we can do to help you. And you, you really, you don't have to be a millionaire. You do not have to be independently wealthy. Um, you know, you can just be an average working class person. And that is what we're here. We're here for, we're here to, to serve and to help you to build out your campaign and make that happen. Um, so as March Madness continues, <laughs> um, you know, we are full on right now. As I said, we are all hands on deck. Every person on our staff is working around the clock. Um, so I do apologize that we haven't been able to get on here and give you guys more updates and get more guests on for you. But as I said, um, that will change very, very soon. Uh, and, you know, just wanted to make sure that you guys are aware that we are still around. And if you're thinking about running, please, please, please reach out. All right. Thank you guys so much. And I hope you have an awesome rest of your day.